Welcome to day 154 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Job chapters 10 through 12 and Psalm 65. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. The psalm for today, Psalm 65, opens with a great line, To you even silence is praise. One of their frequent themes in the psalms is God's authority over the waters. In Genesis chapter 1, the two twins of chaos, Tohu and Bohu, are symbolized by waters, or the deep. Here, in verse 7, God again can calm the roaring seas and calm the roaring waves. However, notice the next line, God can calm the noise of the nations. God not only has power to calm the chaos of nature, but the chaos of our own human principalities and powers, the chaos that we create. Thanks be to God. Returning to Job, Job chapter 10 completes Job's response to the first speech of his second friend, Bildad. In the second half of his speech, Job continues to question the justice, fairness, and dependability of God. Job is turning his questions toward God. He needs God to give him a reason for his actions. Why has God done this to him? Why would he turn against Job while at the same time rewarding those who are wicked? Does God not see how righteous Job has been? If God knew he was not guilty, then why is he punishing Job and relentlessly searching for sin in his life? It seems to Job that like a potter, God had been carefully and gently forming Job's life, but now he has found a flaw and decided to destroy the whole thing. What started as clay is now returning to dust. Perhaps, Job wonders, God isn't good after all. Perhaps God must be viewed as some kind of divine monster who blesses people into a false sense of security and hope only to pull the rug out from under them and delight in their misery. The text even hints that Job sees his friends as additional attacks, false witnesses that God has sent to increase Job's suffering. In the end, Job decides if his current life is what it means to have God's attention, he would prefer God to just leave him alone and let him descend into the peace and darkness of Sheol. The nothing of death is far better than the something of his current existence. In chapter 11, Zophar is the last of Job's three friends to speak. He has heard Eliphaz's comments about God's rules of discipline and justice and Bildad's emphasis on ancient wisdom. He's also heard Job's emotional responses. And what's upset Zophar most about what he's heard from Job is Job's declaration of his own innocence and his accusation that God is unjust. Zophar first accuses Job of using lots of words to cover up his own guilt. Fools talk too much, but the wise stay silent before the wisdom and glory of God. Zophar seems convinced that God and the wisdom tradition must be defended at all costs. He wishes that God would show up and put Job in his place. If Job could see his life as God sees it, he would see his own guilt and understand God's greater purposes. Especially in the second half of his speech, Zophar emphasizes the greatness of God in comparison to the smallness of human beings. God's ways are so much higher than human ways. Job needs to submit to them and turn to God for restoration. Job needs to direct his heart toward God, stretch out his hands to him, remove all the wrongdoing from his life, and avoid sin and injustice. If he'll do this, God will change things for him and shower him with blessings instead of curses. Job's response to Zophar takes up the next three chapters, 12 through 14. But in today's reading, chapter 12, Job's response begins with more frustration. So far, Job's friends have not understood, but have only repeated old cliches to Job that don't apply to his situation. 
Job is confident in his righteousness. His relationship to God has not changed. The only thing that has changed are his circumstances, and thus the way he's perceived by others because of his circumstances. He used to be honored, but now he's viewed as a source of ridicule. He now sees that people like his friends who are doing well in life sometimes fall into the trap of believing that their blessings are deserved. They therefore assume that when people experience suffering, that it must have been merited or deserved because of their sins or failings. Thus, they add their contempt to the suffering the person is already experiencing. Job 2 talks about God and nature. Job agrees that God has control over the forces of nature. However, he isn't convinced that people who are victims of catastrophes have always earned that destruction. It seems to Job that both the righteous and the wicked experience both the blessings, but also the destructive power of nature. Therefore, the wicked are not exempt from blessing, nor the righteous exempt from suffering. There's no person, great or small, whose wisdom or power can stand up against these forces. Before these mysteries, we all end up in the dark, stumbling around, Job says, like drunken people, because things are not as clear as they seem. The speech of Zophar in chapter 11 reminds me of some comments I often hear well-meaning people say to people who are suffering. They'll say something like this, well, we know God has a plan in this, and if we could just see things from God's perspective, we would know how what seems terrible right now actually fits into God's larger and good purposes. Besides being insensitive to a person's pain, Job serves as a reminder that when we say those kinds of things, we may be saying things that are untrue and that turn God into a kind of divine tyrant who can somehow only accomplish good purposes through the use of unnecessary pain and destruction. In fact, rather than helping Job turn to God, those who speak like Zophar did here may actually be causing the Jobs in their life to turn away from God. So hear Job's laments today, but also listen to Zophar and the other friends for the problematic things that, through them, we end up saying to others. And though well-meaning, we end up bringing more pain to their life than comfort. We'll continue to wrestle with Job's pain tomorrow. We're reading chapters 13 through 15. I'll talk to you tomorrow.